Hey. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your I've had some talks with some guys and I've just said, you know, this is just a chapter in our book. You know, this is something we'll always be able to write down in the future. And hopefully it's along with the Super Bowl. But um, for this group, you know, we just keep rolling with it. You know, we understand um, every team is going through something like this. Not to this extent, but uh, we have to be ready for any situation. You know, I think Coach has laid out the plan. It's up for us to follow it and it's up for us to, you know, bounce back with it. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. Good morning, Steelers Nation. Welcome inside the locker room on a frigid, snowy day in western Pennsylvania. No Tunch, but we still got Wolf. Wesley Euler in today for Tunch. Wolf, another little... uh. In the locker room, Steelers Blitz crossover here. Well, exactly so, my friend. Thank you for setting in. Of course. I appreciate you. Chalooch, is, uh, uh, he's a double-knot spy on super-secret assignment today. <laughs> so if you're out there and you see Chalooch somewhere, give us a call at 412-919-1316 just in case so we know what Chalooch is up to. Oh, uh, yes. I heard, he, I heard he's over in Baltimore doing a little <laughs> sabotage. You never know. Trying to get even. The man's everywhere. He's... He, he, <laughs> He's just everywhere. So, indeed. But I thank you for coming in and uh, hanging out with me, brother. No, always, that. always a lot of fun. Absolutely. You know, the phone lines are open. Wolf gave you the number there, 412-919-1316. I'm sure there is plenty of reaction today. Uh, but, Wolf, I want to know yours. Yesterday, when you heard the news, Steelers-Ravens, for the third time getting postponed, uh, to Wednesday, and not Wednesday night. Wednesday mid-afternoon at 3.40, your first reaction to all of this. Well, I, I started laughing. <laughs> you know, because, um, you know, being, again, postponed yet again, um, I I kind of expected it, hmm. and I, I actually, no, nah, I didn't really expect so much a postponement as maybe a forfeiture, but I'm not surprised by the postponement. So, like I said, I started laughing, and then I started thinking about, 340, why 340? And you think about, well, the Ravens are just playing on getting out of town fast. <laughs> I mean, they want to beat the rush hour and get to the airport. I, I shouldn't be like that. Trying you know, to get home don't by Don't overlook them. Don't overlook them, guys. You know, you can't <laughs> right, overlook them. Right. But we can because we're not out on the field. Wolf, what's more, uh, what's more 2020? The fact that this game has been postponed three times 
or that it has to kick off at 3.40 because NBC wants to keep the tree lighting ceremony at 8 o'clock. Wow. That's all I can say is wow. Listen, when Dolly Parton's scheduled at 8 o'clock on NBC, you can't bump Dolly out of there. You don't mess with Dolly. She's a tough little Tennessee or Kentucky girl or whatever, you know, somewhere down around the Appalachian parts. This is very bizarre, obviously. I mean, this entire year has been, all sports this year have been bizarre, but this situation specifically kind of, I think, takes the cake in that regard. Do you, you you obviously have, you have a a broader depth of NFL experience and and a a longer time. I weigh you by over 100 pounds. I I think I got a lot broader everything. (laughs) Your timeline goes a little bit further back than mine does, Wolf. You know, you ever remember anything like that? A game nothing. being postponed three different no, times? No, nothing like that. Didn't even come close. Yeah. And and you know, to take it one step further was the fact that they were talking about having a, uh, the travel plans include coming in the day of a game. Right. Which I can tell you, I have done this when I was in Minnesota. We were in training camp playing a preseason game in Cleveland, and we left Mankato State. Well, we we practiced at Mankato. Mm-hmm. State Saturday morning. Then we drove to the Minneapolis airport, okay. got on the plane, flew to Cleveland, went to a hotel for a couple hours, then went to the game, played the game, flew back to Minneapolis. That is an extraordinarily tiring time. Seriously. All right. Seriously cool. tiring. And I, I'm sitting there going, these guys are coming in the day of the game, no less. You're talking about, look, I, I know that. It's a little snowy out. It is. We got but, we got a few inches here in Pittsburgh today. I'm from Buffalo, man. Yeah. I mean, this ain't this ain't a snowstorm. No. This is just a dusting. You if know? you can get the car out of the driveway, it's not a snowstorm. <laughs> exactly. Right? There's dudes up in Buffalo that are wearing mukalucks and yep. boxer shorts with a t-shirt and dead varmint hat on their head and shoveling the driveway. I mean, that's that's the way it is. You know, I mean, that's the way they do it in Buffalo. Absolutely. So they're not worried. I'm sitting there. I'm going. You can't be worried about the weather because the weather ain't really anything. No, I mean it's it's snowing here today in Pittsburgh, but it's. It's December yes. in western Hello. Pennsylvania. It's December in the northeast of the country. What did you expect? 80 degrees and sunny? <laughs> As Mike Tomlin calls it, December football. December football. And, and, and absolutely, and maybe that's the, uh, the downside for the Ravens, right? Because we know what Mike Tomlin does. The Steelers unleash hell in December because that's what you have to do. You have to. I do keep coming back to that, Wolf. And we'll, you know, we're going to go to the phone lines eventually. They'll right. be... There'll be a lot of uh, venting over the next, you know, hour and fifty minutes. I would imagine here. I would think a lot of uh, a lot of cathartic rants for Steelers Nation. That's a big word. I don't know if I can handle that one. <laughs> but I do keep coming back to this. It, of all the talk of acquiescing to Baltimore, should they have forfeited? Should the game have been played on Thursday? Should it have been played on Sunday? Should it be playing tonight? All that considered, I still think the worst punishment for the Ravens is to come here in the cold, no get your butts beat by your biggest rival, no question. fall to 6-5, and five, have one foot in the grave with your playoff hopes. Like, send them home with an embarrassing loss tomorrow. That's how you make Baltimore feel this. You embarrass them on national TV in the afternoon, <laughs> albeit. You, you put them one foot in the grave in right. terms of their playoff hopes. Wolf, if the, if the Ravens lose tomorrow, if the Steelers take care of business tomorrow, the Ravens will be two games behind the Cleveland Browns. In December, who would have seen that coming, right? This could be very embarrassing for Baltimore as long as the Steelers take care of business tomorrow. And to me, 
That's the best punishment. How about the fact that the Ravens got to look at the Browns going, that used to be us, but now it's not. Right, right. And we're now, we've always been ahead of those guys, but now we're not. And last year we lost we're two. We're worse than what we used to be. Last year we lost two games the whole regular season. Now we're two games behind Baker flipping Mayfield. <laughs> there you go. It's confusing. You know, as you talk about the looking glass, who's looking in the glass? I'm right. not sure. The point is, and what I really believe, and this is what I think is important to remember, However, whatever, this game's going to get played. They really want it to yes. get played. Yes. Cam Hayward epitomizes everything that you got to have added to Yep, we heard, heard from Cam coming You're, in to start hey, the segment. We're here. ready to roll when we're ready to roll. And I love the fact that Cam is echo chambering on Mike Tomlin and his message. Yes. And Ben, also the same thing. So all the guys are on board. Look, doesn't matter when. It doesn't matter all the odds stacked against us. Right now, you've got so much confidence built up from 10 wins. Let's play the game. You want yep. to play the game somewhere in, uh, I don't know, wherever, on some Ohio. high school field? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what? Tell the Ravens we'll meet them in Breezewood. Yeah, exactly. Halfway on halfway, the turnpike. Halfway there, but we'll <laughs> kick your butts all the way we'll, back to Baltimore. We'll, also, we'll stop and we'll you know we'll get some fast food and we'll stretch our legs like everybody does in Breezewood and then we'll play some football and kick your butts all the way back to Baltimore. <laughs> Can you get soup there? I think soup would be really good. You know, oh. a bowl of soup on a cold day. You know, it's just a nice potato broth. soup. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's the best soup on a cold day, Wolf? Uh, actually, the best was a stew my mom used to make. She used to make it when we were growing up. We had carrots and potatoes and, you know, got some meat stew and all that mm-hmm. stuff. That was beautiful. Or she would go with some nice chili, you know, chili and homemade bread. Because I would be out, I, I learned great. how to ski, you know, and in Buffalo, you know, you got to do a lot of outdoor stuff, you know, so whether you're, you're uh, tobogganing, whether you're, you know, sledding mm-hmm. or skiing, you know, a two-planker as they call them, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you know, you come in, you're freezing as a kid, mom's oh, got it's the that. Best. Oh, yeah. It's Just the best. a little love and kindness from mom. So, you know, my, my dear wife. People who have normal jobs, right? That right. don't, don't they're not in a studio talking about sports. <laughs> My dear wife got the the work from home today. Yes. You know, now she's been to her credit. I think like the first two weeks of the pandemic, she worked from home. Other than that, she's still been going to work. Really? Um, but her boss is out of town today, so he kind of sent him. He was like, "Look, with the weather and everything, he was like, everybody just work from home today. You don't need to come into the office." So when I left the boss. house, I know when I left that he he is, uh, and I'm I'm very. She's in a very good work situation, and uh, she deserves it. I'm very happy for her in that regard. Um, when I left this morning, she was getting some potato soup going, and I was oh, like, "Oh, you're yeah. making it. You're making it tough to leave the house, yeah, baby." But I'll be back yeah. for lunch. I'll be back for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do keep though. I, I've thought this a few times this year, Wolf, and I'd be interested to get your opinion on this. Throughout this entire, kind of everything Cam Hayward just touched on, you know, every team has dealt with this in some way. It, it, it feels like the Steelers have had more of a a punch to the groin because they had their bye week altered by something that right. was out of their hands. Now they're having a game postponed three times for something that was out of their hands. But like Cam Hayward said, everybody is dealing with this to a different extent. I've thought so many times, Wolf, and I've thought it ever since you know Thursday with, with this game being changed and changed and changed. And there's nobody I would rather have at the helm through all of this than Mike Tomlin. He's not yeah. going to let those guys make any excuses. He's going to have them focused right. They're going to cut their eyelids off, and they're not going to blink. They're going to paint their barn red if they've got red paint. They're going to paint it yellow if they've got yellow paint. I think a lot of coaches, I don't think, I know a lot of coaches would be wailing and complaining and moaning and making all kinds of excuses. Not Mike Tomlin. They're going to control what they're going to control. He's not going to let those guys feel bad for themselves. And whether it's Thursday, Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Breezewood, he's going to have them ready to play. You know, you're exactly correct. And what I love about the fact is you really hallucinated 
better than I could put it to words. I would summarize that whole thing by saying this. In this COVID crazy year, crazy train year, the Steelers are doing something that this storied franchise has never done That's before right. in the That's history right. of the Pittsburgh Steelers. You're talking a 10-0 and start. Mm-hmm. This is amazing. In the midst of a pandemic and chaos, you are putting together something that's never been accomplished by this fabulous franchise. And that's what makes this so wonderful, so thrilling to watch Mike Tomlin handle it because you know it's Mike. And Mike is the lead dog, and he's out there in front, and that's what leadership is all about. And so you you simply say – I'm just going to jump on this crazy train and just, <laughs> Keep enjoy, it. just enjoy it. You know what I mean? Enjoy it because you don't know how long this can yeah. last. And this year, with all the nutso stuff going on, right, enjoy the ride while it lasts because this is a great, great thing to enjoy in the midst of this stuff. I think that's well said, and you know what that makes me think of too? Somebody, Wolf, in February in Tampa Bay is going to be standing on that podium with right. that shiny silver trophy. Yep. A lot of people have said, oh, you know, I don't. is it going to be an asterisk Super Bowl, this and that, and what have got? I look at it the opposite way. Whoever gets through all this, whoever climbs that mountain through all this adversity, when they're standing Go, on, brothers. When they're, the choir. when they're standing on that podium with that shiny silver Lombardi, that's going to be more rewarding than whoever gets that moment, they're going to cherish it, I think, more than anybody else before them. The next thing you know, we're going to be talking about slaying dragons, okay? <laughs> but yes, yes, you are correct. That's exactly how all I look the, at all it. All the adversity, all the setbacks, it's oh. going to make it even sweeter whoever gets to climb that mountain. There's no question. And what you just spoke of is is truly in my mind and in my heart what I think that Super Bowl champion this year is going to feel because nobody has ever accomplished that sort of thing right. in the midst of this right. chaos. So it's going to take greater leadership. It's going to take greater uh, head coaching abilities and coaching staffs. It takes a greater sacrifice by the players because they've ha- you've got to forfeit so much yeah. of your, your private life. That too. And you just simply got to knuckle down and hunker down, dog, like you should, and bunker up and get the job done. And that's what they're doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. We are rolling with the punches. Amen to that. 412-919-1316. If you uh, want to jump on the phone lines here, we'll get to some reaction on the other side. We also have some breaking news here from uh, from Burt Lawton, uh, oh, Steelers no. director of PR. No, this is good. <laughs> oh, good. This is good. I know. You're right. I should, good. I should have prefaced that with good news because it's been a lot of uh, setback after setback. Uh, Matt Canada has been cleared to return to the All building. Right. So he will be able to coach tomorrow afternoon versus the Ravens. Originally, they thought that he was going to have to be staying away, um, but he is allowed back in the building. So good news in that regard that for the Steelers' offense. That is good offense. news. I'm, I'm, I'm praying for Danny Smith. Uh, yeah, you know, Danny we Smith all know as well, certainly. Dudes like me and Danny, you know, us older guys, that, uh, you know, um, the, the COVID can be a little more complicative. Uh, so we just hope and pray that Danny's – good to go absolutely absolutely i'm glad you mentioned that for sure yeah uh in the locker room craig wolfley wesley uller we got our guy jacob producing behind the glass if you want to get on the phone lines jacob will get you situated and uh we'll take some phone calls we'll take some reaction as the conversation continues on the other side he's craig wolfley i'm wesley uller and this is in the locker room you are in the locker room and Steelers Blitz crossover, whatever. You, 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 you get what we're saying here. We're talking football on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio.
You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. Going to get to the phone lines here in a few minutes. Great job by Jacob D. I think this is my favorite Bruce song, Wolf. I do. Oh, no. You I love this Born song. to Run I mean, and Rosalita. Come Rosalita's on. That is fantastic. just fantastic. Like, you could argue about this all day. You could. Thunder Road. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah how about uh, when we were down at Super Bowl 43? And uh, he performed, I, right? Yeah. I was halftime. I was like 15 That's feet right. from you the You know stage, what? Because man. I remember the storyline of because the Cardinals beat the Eagles in the NFC Championship right. game that year. The storyline, if it would have been the two Pennsylvania teams, the Eagles and the Steelers, right. with Bruce at halftime. Oh, that would have been. I tell you what. It was sensational for me because my brother was he's yeah, like the touch of, a family affair of, for of, you. Card, of mm-hmm. Arizona, and he was uh, you know down there. We had a great time together. You know what? I was laughing a couple weeks ago when the, the matter of fact, we are still the only two brothers in the history of the NFL to broadcast for the same teams really? that they played for in the Super Bowl. Yes, that's really cool. Actually, yeah, I like that. Very cool. That's pretty cool. But of course, you know my favorite Wolfley brother. Oh, Dale. (laughs) (laughs) The one who broadcasts for the Mountaineers, Yes, exactly. (laughs) The one with all the talent. (laughs) Yeah, I gotcha. No, of course, of course, Craig Wolfley is my favorite Wolfley brother. Um, Don't lie, I'm not even my favorite brother. (laughs) It's it's Ronnie in Arizona, right? Ronnie's in Arizona, Dale's down in uh, Morgantown. I was cracking up when, I think it was two weeks ago, the DeAndre Hopkins Hail Mary against Buffalo. Oh, yeah. Hearing that, because that call got played every... That was a great call it was with, a with great Ronnie call. and Hail Murray. It was a riot, Murray man. Call. Yeah, no, that was awesome. It's you know everywhere I look, you know, I can't get away from these Wolfleys. I tell you, here at work, you know, on the TV with the Hail. When I go down to Morgantown for my Mountaineers, absolutely. You know, three <laughs> morons from the same family with a microphone. I don't oh, know stop they, it! How'd that one happen? Three beauties from the same family with a microphone. Uh, Here's what we know, Wolf. Some, some more news coming in here uh, from the NFL Network's Tom Pelissero. Ravens stated to fly to Pittsburgh tonight. But get this. Running backs J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram aren't allowed on the team plane because they're still in COVID protocol today. Today's the 10th day of okay. their COVID protocol. But the expectation is that they will fly to Pittsburgh tomorrow morning because tomorrow they'll be eligible to play. <laughs> You why know, don't you, you, know why don't you that, get in the car and drive? You know when that 10-day isolation period wouldn't have been up, Wolf? What's that? Yeah, tonight at 8 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Sunday night. Well, what's, what's the real story? I mean, the, the rumor is that the players, that being the Baltimore players, mm-hmm. got together, they congregated up, and they said, hey, yeah, let's talk about that's this. a disadvantage for us, a competitive disadvantage that we can't practice. We have not practiced since the day before the Titans game. Mm-hmm. All right, so... 
hey, we can't we can't do this. Well, the Broncos played without four quarterbacks. Yep. Right? I the, mean, come on. The Broncos Wolf tried to get a member of their front office of their coaching staff to play quarterback, not named John Elway. Uh, did you see that? Legitimately, <laughs> no. their quality control coach was the college quarterback at Vanderbilt. No way. They petitioned the NFL to put him on the roster for a game, and the NFL said no. So not only did they have to play with some some guy on the practice court, they couldn't even use their quality assistant coach. They're like, what, they got to pull John Elway down from well, think the, about from the it. GM. We didn't even have a quarterback. The kid played quarterback last right. in college, and, but he was a wide receiver, and, maybe and he was whole, one of nine. I, I, I want to get your thoughts on kind of what seems like the players holding the league ransom in this regard. But – What's crazy about that, too, is if you want to justify, okay, we keep pushing the game back because safety, right? Because they need to get a practice in. We can't have these guys sitting around for, you know, 10 days or whatever. Like, they got to get a practice in. Okay, so it's safe to have the Steelers play three games in 12 days? No. Like, like that seems asinine What's, to me. You're, you're robbing Peter to pay Paul. Good point. But the team that's getting punished more, I would say, is the one that is not in the wrong here. The problem is if you take, what, uh, three games in 12 days, right? Correct. So you're talking about four days in between. Yeah. Now you're talking about damage upon damage upon damage. And you're talking about guys that are not being fully rested. And you're using the excuse of Baltimore, you know, not being able to practice. Uh, player for, safety. Yeah, player okay, safety well, where's in the 10 player days. safety here? Well, there's, yeah. And now I, I can't say it any better than what you did. What you What you just laid out. Was a perfect robbing Peter um, to pay Paul. Yes, exactly. I mean, it's it's perfectly in line with the hypocrisy that reigns yeah. in the NFL. It, it you know, really does. It really it's a shame. But now you're putting a team like the Steelers, who are doing something magnificent and adhering to the protocols as best they can. Mm-hmm. I don't notice any prob, you know problematic areas where they have a strength and conditioning coach who is uh, broaching the protocols. Uh, they're adhering to what they need to do. And so what do you happen? You're, you're, you're going to penalize them for doing the right thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is getting a little bit uncomfortable. You know what this and, reminds me? This bothers me even more. No, go ahead. If it was true that the Baltimore players the got together oh, and yeah. said, we ain't going to play, all right? Now, I don't know. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's pure little speculation. strike. Yeah, I mean, to me, uh, that's, that's a dangerous precedent. That's, yeah, that is – no, you can't have that. Because couldn't the Steelers players get together today and say, we don't feel comfortable playing three games in 12 days, we're not going to do it? Oh, absolutely. Wouldn't that be the same thing? Absolutely. But you've got guys like Cam coming out and saying, we've got to be ready to fly when we've got to fly. Right. And I love the fact that he takes it from that approach. And and I'm with you on that, too. You you don't want, even when you're the one being wronged, you don't want to be the one who's standing there wailing and complaining. It's just just never a good look. Even when you are... A lot of people want to be the victim wolf. Yeah, I know. The, the Steelers really are a victim in this situation. Right. Even when you are the victim and when you are completely the, the one who has been wronged, it's still not a, a good look to complain and make excuses. It just isn't. As much as, I don't know if you've seen this, but over the last 24 hours, a lot of Steelers fans have called for, uh, where's Mr. Rooney? Mr. Rooney needs to make a statement. Mr. Rooney needs to come out and put his foot down. That's not the Steeler way. That's, no, that's not the not. Rooney way. No. Complaint, it is never a part of the Steelers' terminology. Right. The big thing about this is, as Cam said, and I'll, and I'll read the words that I really loved. He said, we just, have to be, uh, we just have to be willing to adjust, make things happen on the fly, and be ready to fly when we get the opportunity. And you couldn't say it any better than that. And that's the mentality that you have to have. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's what true champions abs- abs- are made yes. of. Yes. 
They don't complain about it. You don't sit there and say, well, we're not ready to battle today. We'll, we'll wait till tomorrow. No, you're ready to go when it's time to go. Quit with the complaining. Right. No excuses. Right. Let's get it done. And, and make no mistake, right? If anybody who's listening right now, the Steelers aren't sitting there smiling on the south side. Cam Hayward's not sitting there all happy, turning the other cheek. Yes, please, NFL. May mm. I have another? You yeah. want to postpone this game for a fourth time? No. They're ticked off. Absolutely. They're just not going to go public with it and make a big scene. No, but the way to handle this is just like they are. They keep it internalized. They take mm-hmm. it behind the doors. And I can guarantee you guys are honked off. Oh. You've taken away their bye week. You took away the five- or six-day week that was going to be mm-hmm. part of the uh, Thanksgiving the Day. Thanksgiving primetime yeah, game. Exactly. And you've now you just keep the herky-jerky thing. You know, a true champion just sits there and says, okay. It's all right. They're stewing down That's there. Right, They're just not doing it publicly. You're just taking it all in, baby, and yes. you are ready. Like Cam says, when it's time to fly... You know what? Fist first. <laughs> and, and that's what you want from your leaders. That's yep. exactly what you want from your leaders. It's That word fair has been thrown around a lot. Life ain't fair. It, life, life is not, you know, is it going to be fair if the Steelers secure the one seed and they are home in the AFC championship game against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs and there's not 70,000 towel-waving black and gold-clad people there? No, no, that's, you know what I mean? That's not fair. It wasn't fair right when... Baseball and the NHL and the NBA, those teams who had played all season for home field advantage right. had to go to a bubble. You know what I mean? Like, but well, take it one step further. Is it, will it be fair if uh, you've got to add one team because you, you forfeit a game, you get eight from each conference, oh. and suddenly there is no bye mad. week? You think Steelers what fans if, are mad now? <laughs> exactly. You know, what if something happened and then you get the, the Ravens into the playoffs all, also, mm-hmm. and by then something happens, maybe the COVID thing turns around, it's the Steelers that are hurting, and then, you know, the Ravens could win. Right. I mean, that's not, that's not fair. No, but this not. is not a fair year. Okay, this is all about you got to survive as you can survive, and it goes back to what you said. Somebody's going to stand in Tampa. Somebody's going to wave the trophy, and you know what? It ain't going to be an asterisk. It's going to be it's, all about we overcame all it, these odds, it's gonna feel better and than we it ever did, did it. Before. Absolutely. Yeah, no yeah. question. I'm with you on that. Let's uh, let's go to the phone lines here. we got the phone lines lighting up today. Let's go to uh, Mario in New Jersey to lead us off. What's up, Mario? Hi. 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 How you doing? How you doing, Mario? I'm doing good, and you? Doing fabulous. What's on your gourd? My my only uh, kind of upset with the Gibbs game me moving days and days and days. We don't look sure if it's playing. Point of matter is when we took care of our COVID issue with because uh, we had a uh, tight end, and then we had Ben go ahead and uh, say he's not COVID, but he's going to go ahead and just put him into. A sacred area. Why didn't we do? Why didn't you do, they do the same or learn off of that with their quarterback? Because that could have maybe changed. Or, or uh, actually, my question is: Would that have changed for the game to be done sooner hmm. if they had Lamar Jackson put right away because of their running back was in COVID? That's my biggest question. Yeah, you know, again, that's the internal protocols that when, if, how, where, right. all that stuff. Nobody really knows. You only know that you test positive, then you adhere to the protocols. Where was the breach? Was it really the strength and conditioning coach? You know, who knows? I don't know. The fact is... It didn't matter. I I can't hear you. What would you say, Mario? 
I'm, so, I'm sorry. It didn't matter. Right away, your your our right, point is right away. Our uh, tight end hit tested positive. You know, and so they're they're running back tested positive. So what's our first for first procedure? We go ahead and we put Ben away from it, even though he didn't test positive. Oh, so I, what's their first procedure? I, I, oh, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> no, you don't I get, know. I get Does the frustration. I, yeah. Like I do. If you're frustrated, I get it. And you know what? One thing that I'm surprised maybe you've gotten a maybe you guys got a complaint about this yesterday. But you know, there's no fans at this game now too. If it would have been played on Thanksgiving, sure. there would have been fans. Yeah. Now there's no fans because of new restrictions. It's it's a lot to be frustrated by. It there's is no doubt about it. But Lamar Jackson's still not going to play tomorrow. Now. You know what a con- conspiracy theory that I might buy into here, Wolf? What's that? Uh, now that they've moved, because you know originally, too, the Ravens were supposed to play the Cowboys this Thursday. They were supposed to play on back-to-back Thursdays originally. Right. Thanksgiving against the Steelers, and then this Thursday night football against the Cowboys. That got pushed to Sunday, and then that game got pushed to Monday as well, too. Or maybe even Tuesday this now, I, I think. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that they that they want Lamar back for that game. So a lot of different, you know, the Ravens want to force a Week 18 to expand the playoffs so they can get in. The Ravens are trying to get Lamar back for the Cowboys game. I I get all these frustrations. I do. But I'm with you. I, I keep coming back to you're either going to pull your hair out or you're going to stomp your feet and be ticked off or you're going to go the Cam Hayward route and you're going to control what you can control and you're going to kick their butts tomorrow, you know, about, about 28 hours from now. You bottle it, and you build up that intensity. And i got to tell you something. Just listening to some of the comments, and you hear some, uh, you know, from backdoor, second-source sure, people. Sure, sure. But you're talking about the fact, I think they're sitting there, and they're just, um, the anger grows, the intensity grows. And when you actually unleash it on the field, um, this could be, this will be interesting. I mean, just the fact that it's at 340, it tells you like the you feel like the TV people are they're kicking the can down the road and they're just trying to make something happen. And all of a sudden, you think so little of us. You put us at three forty on a Wednesday afternoon. I mean, come on, serious? Okay, for hey, the, you know what? For the tree lighting ceremony yeah. over us. Yeah, uh, you know what? I think it's a it's un- it's going to be time to unleash some um, H E double hockey sticks type of action. Yes, you yeah. know some uh, some righteousness. Oh, absolutely. I, I you you've got to kind of just stew in that frustration, you know yeah. what I mean? And, and, and like you said, bottle it up and let the Ravens have it on Wednesday afternoon. That's just weird. I think that's, that's what just you do. weird to say. It's Wednesday afternoon. It is, and I think it, it it there's a feeling of contemptuousness that rolls out from that. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's one thing to have a postponed three four times. It's another to have a postponed three, four times to play during rush hour uh, in Pittsburgh on a Wednesday afternoon. You know what I mean? It's hump day for crying out loud. So bizarre. So bizarre. (laughs) I mean, seriously. Why don't they bring a camel and go, hey, 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 what's today? What's today? Come on. Wolf, if this time last year you would have told us the Steelers and Ravens game is going to be postponed three times, it's going to be played on a Wednesday at 3.40. No, it's going to be be played on hump day at rush hour. (laughs) In an empty stadium. At can three, you can you honk anybody off more? At 3.40 so they could get the tree lighting ceremony in on NBC. And I, you know what I'm... I, I Obviously, I want the Steelers to stomp the Ravens and embarrass them on television tomorrow. Right. But it might be some kind of poetic justice for the National Football League and, and you know, the, the, the bleep storm that they would have to deal with with their broadcast partner, NBC. 
if the Steelers Ravens game ended up being like a you know like a five hour long game, it goes into overtime and it cuts into the tree lighting ceremony. Like the game doesn't end till eight thirty or something like that. I wouldn't wish that on the boys. You know, <laughs> just go stomp the Ravens. That's it. Have at it. Have at Get it. Get your frustrations out. Yeah. All your yayas. You'll feel great. And then you just come back and you got to reload for the absolutely <laughs> the Washington football for for Monday night football. That's not really. Night football. Right. It's post-rush hour, I think. <laughs> With a team to be named later. T- yeah, TBD. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're going to hit the phone lines here when we come back uh, to close out the first hour of the show. 412-919-1316. Craig Wolfley, Wesley Euler, I'm in for Tunch today. You are in the locker room with a little Steelers Blitz crossover on ESPN Pittsburgh and SNR. Asked them to go above and beyond from day zero, from day one, um, just in anticipation of such an environment. And to their credit, man, they're they're working hard to to give us what we want, and we're and we're appreciative. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now here's Tunch and Wolf. Back inside the locker room, Craig Wolfley, Wesley Euler with you here on this snowy Tuesday in western Pennsylvania. We're going to get to the phone lines here in just a minute. Wolf, we've got a, a statement, a tweet from Stefan Tuitt here nine minutes ago. Ooh. Stefan Tuitt says, and I quote, We all knew the risks we were putting ourselves and our loved ones in when we decided to capitalize on this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to play this sport. What is happening now is a direct result of our choices and actions. I am curious to see how the NFL is going to handle these upcoming weeks and navigate all of the virus attention. Hmm. That, to me, is kind of the biggest elephant in the room you know the the nfl is just kicking the can down the road rescheduling games moving games but what if it comes to a point where they don't have the wiggle room to do that exactly you know and when does that come and when does that yeah right i mean what what constitutes a team being able to move it back a day versus forfeiting you know i mean especially uh, after last week the nfl sent out that memo to all teams about the guidelines for forfeiture I mean, was that an empty threat or was that an empty threat? <laughs> sure sounds like an empty threat to me. I mean, in the rearview mirror right, looking at right. it. I mean, you, hindsight's you always twenty twenty, but now that's looking like a real empty threat in my rearview mirror. <laughs> There's no question. So the, you have to look at this and you say, all right, now where do you go from here? I mean, the to me, I think at some point in time, uh, you're going to end up starting bubbles. You know, you're going to have to At least to for do the playoffs. For so the playoffs, certainly. I think they should start formulating a plan because you and I both know it's it's going to be a production to put on a bubble. Oh, there's no question. If they don't start work, it's almost week, you know, after the Steelers play the Ravens tomorrow, it's week 13. 
if you wait till week 15, 16 to start playing in a bubble, it's right. it's too late. It's too late. There's yeah. no question about it. So in my mind, I look at this and I say to myself, you know, the NFL is really kind of showing their either lack of preparation or their disregard for player safety truly. Yes. When you start to put uh, certain teams at a disadvantage because they're playing more games and Three games um, in 12 I'm days. sorry, but I don't think the virus is not the most dangerous thing out on that field when you play. We've seen that here in Pittsburgh. Absolutely. And we we, you know, we saw that understand. recently with one of our favorite linebackers. Absolutely. Yep. There's there are bigger issues that exist in in football and it's understandable and that's okay. I mean, yeah, right. You know, nobody Those makes are part it. of the risks that Stefan Tuitt's talking about absolutely. to play this game. Yeah. There's there's no question. You know, that's that's part of when you sign up, that's that's one of the things that you understand. There are there are risks to this mm-hmm. game. But at the same time there's ginormous rewards yes. and it's a fabulous sport. And uh, you know, I, I again like Stefan Tuitt, I look forward to seeing how the NFL is going to manage these things. Me too. Me too. And you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it. One of the more infuriating things with all this. You know, we're 45 minutes into the show here, Wolf. I can't believe I haven't brought this up yet. It looks like J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram are going to be able to play tomorrow. Right. Stephon Tuitt and James Conner are not. Right. So if this game would have been played on Thursday, James Conner and Stephon Tuitt play. This game would have been played on Sunday, James Conner and Stephon Tuitt play. Now the Steelers are going to be without those guys while the Ravens get two reinforcements in the back. If this game had been played tonight... J.K. Dobbins and right and um, at least the four Mark at Irwin. least the four yeah. of them would all be out. But now yeah. they get those two back. The Steelers are still without Tuitt and without Connor. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, um, again, there's nothing fair about what the NFL's been doing here. Right. All I can say is have the attitude like Cam Hayward, like Cam, and yep. you've got to keep your eye pointed on uh, on the prize. And the prize is kicking the snot out of the Ravens, mm-hmm. sending them back to Baltimore. Six and five. Absolutely. You know, and I, I think that would be the greatest the greatest thing you can do. It's like Chuck Noll always used to say. One of the hardest things is somebody cheap shots you. You hmm. don't retaliate. You retaliate, and you've, the best punishment you can administer is on the scoreboard. Beat their tails The best off. revenge is success. Absolutely. Success and is so, the best revenge. And so, you know, and I won't say we always abided by that, but <laughs> it was a great point Coach Noel made. I mean, you can redline from time to time. <laughs> there are moments, and we'll speak of them no more. But, uh, you know, the fact is the best thing you can do now is through all of this, internalize all this sort of negativity that the NFL has been placing you under and turn that into a positive. And that's one of the other things that Mike Tomlin talked about. Mike Tomlin said the other day, he said, it can be a positive if you make it one. And that's just great leadership. Mm-hmm. That is truly speaking the message to the boys 100%. and the boys internalize because you got guys like Cam Hayward, you got guys like Ben Roethlisberger who are reiterating that message and then you internalize it and you unleash Come game time tomorrow. Yep. We don't want a head coach who's making excuses, right? No. No, you can't. I mean, hey. That's that. That's a sign of weakness, and weakness is not part of the NFL life. 100%. You know, Wolf, they, they could be having to travel to a different state to play the rest of their home games the rest of the year like the Niners. <laughs> <laughs> the Niners are going to get real comfortable down in Arizona. How about this? The Arizona 49ers against the Arizona Cardinals in a couple weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to begin to, to to assimilate all that. What's going on? You got you got the 49ers got to fly to Arizona to play a game. On some days, they're going to be the home team or away. I mean, what, what what's up with that? 
I mean, that's got to be confusing as all get out. Uh, Adam tweets us here on on the Twitter.com, says Mike Tomlin has that Conor McGregor swagger going on. Doesn't matter when, where, or who. If you want to play on a Wednesday afternoon, we're just going to smack you around a little bit and send you home crying. That's a nice one. Well that's, done. That's, that, that's what you got to do. Because, again, you will, as a fan, certainly within the organization, if, if, you, just, if you just sit around and stew, all you're going to do is drive yourself crazy. No. Again, the point is to internalize and then point it in the right direction. Harness that Absolute. emotion Harness properly. Harness is the proper word. Yep. That would be the proper uh, verbage that you should verbage. be using. Verbage is always important. So I look at this and I simply say, take a look at what they got going. You're going to break down this team, and we'll take a look at it in the second hour or what have you. But the fact is they don't have Lamar Jackson. You don't have Lamar Jackson. That's you a don't big have loss. the leading rusher. Yep. All right. You don't have the starting quarterback, you know, the NFL MVP. One of the better uh, tight ends yeah. in the league. You got a lot of people on that other team missing. So do not, do not miss the opportunity to put these guys back at least, you know, one foot in the in the playoff grave. Yeah, absolutely. Six and five and two games behind the Cleveland Browns. That's what we want <laughs> Wednesday night. Let's go to the phone lines here to close out the first hour. Juan is on the line in Charleston, South Carolina. What's up, Juan? Hey, what's going on, buddy? How y'all doing? We're doing great, brother Juan. How you doing, my friend? Hey, doing great. Hey, Wolf, I see you got the you got the young G hanging out with you. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. I won't hold his feet to the fire about what he's been eating today or anything <laughs> like that. No, we got we we have a bye week on, on Wednesday way in. Yeah, yeah, we have a bye week, so you, you get a pass this week on Wednesday. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> what do you got, Juan? Hey, so yeah, this is just crazy, man. So yeah. now they get to get their two running backs back. This is just ridiculous, man. I can't believe that. What you guys got to say about that? Well, I would agree. You know, it's unfortunate because, like uh, Wes said, if the game had been played tonight, they wouldn't have played. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now I, they're going to be able to play. I, I am not one of these, you know, it's a conspiracy against the Steelers to save the Ravens. But man, a lot of these things—they certainly—they uh, oh, certainly oh, have you oh, scratching no, no. your head. I'll put the two ply on, man. <laughs> I'll wrap my head with tinfoil. You know, what I mean, I'm—I'm I'm a conspiracist from way back. Get the get the uh, the X Files music. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Because you know that a good a good conspiracy involves gamma radiation, and the best way to nullify gamma radiation is wrap your gourd in tinfoil. <laughs> <laughs> and also. Why did he came up with this time? 3.40, man. I'm going to still be at work at 3.40. How about that? I mean, think about this. I think a lot of Steelers Nation is. I think that's part of what I, I, I think is so great for the Steelers. You think so little of us. You're going to delay the game three, four times. Then you're going to put us on a hump day. You're going to put us at rush hour in the middle of uh, the week. I, I, you know, that's how little the NFL considers us to be. Let's go out and let's create a smackdown of, of gigantic proportions. Let's do it. Interesting. I wonder what the secret to their success is. Yeah. That's interesting I know, to me. I know. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and they have to. I mean, they have to travel far. They travel further yeah, than anybody that, else for yeah. their. I mean, you know, they're yeah, all together to on a plane. It's not like they're going to the regular airport, but that's a team who travels some far distances and a lot of time on a plane. And that's, that's crazy. That's yeah, good. All, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We all the way on the on the west coast here, and they had to come on the east coast. So yeah, that's pretty pretty crazy, it is. Yeah, so we had to find out the secret ingredient. <laughs> you know, Juan, you keep coming up with all these must, little things. Must be all that fresh salmon out in Seattle. <laughs> we found we found the coronavirus cure. You just gotta have a Pacific salmon salmon chucked over your head as you're walking down the street. <laughs> No, Juan keeps coming up with these nuggets. They're great, man. That's awesome. I love so it. So Seattle's not, yeah. I wonder, maybe it's because they're all sushi eaters up there or something. It must be in the salmon. It must. And the salmon in the Starbucks, yeah, Wolf. <laughs> Juan, thanks for the call. Right, Good wait, to hear from you, you always. Thank, thank you, bro. Everybody. Love you, guys. Right. Love you, bro. There Take he care, goes. man. He's a good dude. He is. I, I, Juan. Love, oh. I love Juan. He, uh, he, he connects with Moats and I a lot, too. Great stuff from him. Interesting. Yeah. You Star- look Starbucks and salmon. That's the. Has anybody told Pfizer or whatever the, the, those companies are that are coming up with the cures? Starbucks and salmon. Wow. You know, I, I don't know. It really is interesting to think that they are the only team that has not had. Do yeah. they have? Well, you know what? The, you know what the reason is? Huh. They don't test. <laughs> <laughs> Pete Carroll, the tests come in every other day. Pete Carroll just throws them in the dumpster. We, we don't test. Yeah, we're fine. Yeah, we got a few sniffles. We got a little bit of flu. A couple scratchy throats. It's it's December. Yeah, that's did, all it is. Did you see what happened at the end of the Seattle Eagles game last night? No. So Seattle's, Seattle's winning comfortably, right? The, the the entire game, but particularly at the end, they're up 14. They're up two scores. Um, and the Eagles essentially drive down the field, throw a Hail Mary touchdown, okay? And then decide to go for two, and they get it, right? The Eagles do. To, to lose the game by six, Seattle was favored six and a half points. <laughs> so the pendulum of like all these people who bet on the Seahawks because of a last second Hail Mary and then a two point conversion meaningless oh, no. from the Eagles, the money flipped the entire opposite threat. You talk about bad beats, Wolf. That is a bad beat right there <laughs> for all the for all the gamblers in Vegas. <laughs> Oh, my. All right, let's go to break, buddy. <laughs> let's go to break. Uh, 412-919-1316. If you want to jump on the phone lines, conversation continues. Hour number two. Craig Wolfley, Wesley Euler in the locker room on ESPN Pittsburgh and SNR. Punch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. Hour number two inside the locker room. Wesley Euler in for Tunch today. And as we normally do on this show here on Tuesdays to start the second hour, we go to our good friend Bob Labriola of Steelers.com and the Steelers Digest. What's up, Labs? 
I thought I might get postponed. <laughs> I, I was ready. Atta boy, you are like on it, <laughs> there Labs. He is. There you know, yeah, you, you know who you're dealing with. Somebody who's uh, has uh, arbitrary mental c- capabilities, such as myself. You know. <laughs> so, uh, my friend, uh, you know, this is interesting because I've been waiting for a while to get your take on all that has unfolded with the numerous uh, postponements. And then you're sitting there and you're telling me that the best you can do is put the Steelers on hump day at 3.40 during rush hour in Pittsburgh. I don't know. What do you say? Uh, I mean, (laughs) I got got nothing for you. I mean, (laughs) none of this makes any sense to me. It just doesn't. Um, uh, you know, I keep going back in my head to, you know, one of the things, one of the Zoom calls with Mike Tomlin, I, I, I want to say it was training camp time, training camp-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was talking about that, you know, all the unique challenges this season is going to present and teams understand this or the Steelers understand this. And he's talked to the players about it and, you know, on and on. And he said, one of the things he said was that um, all the teams will be, you know, in it as well. And so from that perspective, it's going to be fair. Now, I don't know. I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty good with words. Right. <laughs> yes, you but are. Fair is not one that I would use to describe <laughs> some of the stuff that's been going on. I mean, the Broncos right. and the 49ers mm-hmm. have to play. With what they have, right? The Ravens do not. How does that happen? Um, how? I mean, well, your strength and conditioning <laughs> coach is sick and still comes to the facility and doesn't wear a mask like a jack wagon. Um, you know, I mean, I have my my theories. Uh, I don't know that I care to share them <laughs> on this radio program um, because you never know who. Uh, you know, might be listening who has authority over whatever job five minutes after I hang up. Right. Um, but, I mean, you know, I don't think it passes the stink test. I'm sorry. It doesn't. And the fact that there's been no, in my opinion, um, acceptable explanation of how these things are different, um, you know, besides – you know, the league's mouthpieces, those people, those media members that they feed stories to so they have a job going out then on Twitter and defending them, uh, defending the league. I don't count those people necessarily because they're just saying what they're told to say. They're, right. They're uh, mouthpieces. So, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I just, I, I don't, I don't think, you know, hey, let, let's, Hey Wolf, you got your got your tin foil out. Yep, you know it, buddy. <laughs> He's had it on since nine thirty this morning, Labs. Let's let's go. Um, do you think maybe the Ravens were trying to force this, force the league into uh, into activating the Week eighteen scenario, right? Then the playoff teams in each conference expanded from seven mm-hmm. to eight. Who would that benefit? Gee, I wonder. The franchise huh? located in Baltimore. <laughs> Um, so, you know, I don't know, like I said, I, since we all got our tinfoil on, I mean, I I think that that's something that's worth talking about. Um, I agree with you. 
And um, I just, what, what seems, and here's another one. I saw this somewhere, that since the Ravens unilaterally or uh, preemptively imposed some discipline on the aforementioned uh, by Mr. Euler Jackwagon. Um, <laughs> or Jag Off Labs. I mean, I'm an equal opportunity implo- insulter here. Um, but, I mean, um, maybe then that mitigates what the league will do to them. Uh-huh. Oh. I so, see. A little preemptive and, internal cleansing. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, and you know, um, <laughs> so I'm sure that, you know, they didn't, the Ravens, in their preemptive discipline, didn't uh, dock themselves a draft pick. Just yeah. saying. <laughs> you know, labs. So, they're not self-imposing <laughs> sanctions like their Ohio State labs. I got. Right. I got. Uh, let me say this one thing, labs, because before I asked you the question, the very thing that rang in my head was the statement I've heard from you over the years, over and over: the hypocrisy of the NFL yep. knows no bounds. Yep. That's where <laughs> I was going next to. Um, so, uh, you know. Uh, and here's here's my uh, this this would be my solution, and this is reason probably five thousand four hundred and eighty three why it's a good thing that you know I have no authority and I just blow the <laughs> eight on talk shows. <laughs> but uh, apparently the rule, and I use that word in quotes air quotes, right, is that if there's a forfeit, the teams don't get paid. Correct. The players don't get paid. Now my solution to that would be that. If me as czar of the NFL determine that a forfeit is required, uh, in my investigation of the team at fault, the owner of the team at fault would pay the game checks of the other team. Mm. Wow, I like and if that. You don't think if you don't think that would bring down, you know, as Mike Tomlin said, you know, rain hell's fire uh, down on. Um, the organization to make sure that when we're working in the weight room, we have our mask on and our contact tracer on. Um, I think we're all underestimating the size yes. of those game checks. Yes. Um, and so, uh, you know, and again, in my, you know, ruling as the czar, of course, I, I bypass a lot of, you know, things like, you know, actual rules. <laughs> but I don't know that. I, I don't think that um, that would violate any league union um, agreements because you're paying, you know, you're paying union members, right? And I don't think the owners have a union, so they couldn't all get together and say, "No, nah, Roger, we we really don't like that idea." <laughs> and so, but. Um, so that would be a, a heck of uh, a deterrent, don't you think? I think that would be one yeah. heck of a deterrent. Now, the bottom line is always a deterrent. Yeah. <laughs> There's no so, question I mean, about it. But again, you know, I'm just we're just spitballing here with our right. uh, tinfoil hats on. <laughs> um, so anyway, I, I, and the other thing that I wonder is, you know, now that they've postponed this game long enough, Abracadabra, those running backs are mm-hmm. to the Ravens. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden... I wonder how that happened. All of a sudden, <laughs> no to it and uh, James Conner for the Steelers as well, if this game, uh, you know, postponed for the third time. Bob Labriola, uh, the emperor 
Oh yes, on the on the on the <laughs> phone lines on the phone lines with us here. This is our the Emperor Labs on the on the line with us here inside the locker room. Labs, you mentioned the hypocrisy of the NFL knows no bounds, and we've got this isn't just this year in 2020 with all this. We've got a whole timeline uh, of examples and, and evidence to that. I think when you compound that with just the lack of transparency, the lack of accountability through all this, right? Like there's nobody from the NFL that is answering these questions like a very legitimate one. Okay, you've made you've you've acquiesced to the Ravens in the name of player safety all these times. Then why are you having the Steelers play 3 games in 12 days? Like that lack of accountability, that lack of transparency, it, it, it's maddening as as a as a fan of of the game. Yeah, and you know, let me let me let me clear up some things here. I, you know, I understand uh that there are things at work that you know, it's it's the same as, and I know you each of you guys have bought a hot dog. Oh yeah. Um, but do they tell you how it's made? Oh no. <laughs> uh, you enjoy you enjoy the hot dog. Yes. But whether you know what's in it or not, you know, you're, you're kind of asked to, you know, um, have a little um, suspension of reality uh, as you munch on that. So you know, I, I and I'm and I'm willing to accept, you know, a good bit of. That it, with any industry, I mean, and it's not just the NFL. I mean, we can extend this to, you know, any um, any grocery stores, any place that we as uh, people, um, you know, we shop there. Uh, you know, and and there's there's a a degree of there's only a certain degree of accountability that that industry has, I believe, with its customers. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like the product, then you don't have to buy it. I mean, that's and, and the NFL is no different than that. If fans don't like the way the league is running itself, then they don't have to be fans anymore. They can, uh, as, as I was told one time, vote at the cash register. Don't... Um, don't support, don't participate, whatever, okay? And so I don't, I don't necessarily believe that the NFL owes fans, the public, a um, bearing of the soul every time they make a decision, because I don't. Um, and so maybe there are things working behind the scenes here. Uh, maybe there has been information imparted to the, the people uh, who – you know, matter who are not us. You know what I mean? No, I love it. I love it. This is what I love about you. You're going to say it like it is. You know, because it's like I get these uh, submissions from fans asked and answered all the time. You know, they'll start with, well, me and my friends all agree that Mason Rudolph can't play in this league. Why don't they get another um, quarterback right. back? And I always tell them, your opinion doesn't matter. <laughs> and I say that with respect, yes. but it, it's true. So this, this is kind of a, um, this is kind of an extension of that. Yeah. And, you know, the NFL has, you know, it's a, a, it's a billion dollar business and there's a lot of working parts and there's partners that they have to satisfy who, you know, spend a lot of money uh, with the league and, you know, this money, uh, is keeping me employed right. for now. Anyway, who knows after this little, uh, <laughs> segment? Um, but uh, you know, so I, I I I accept a lot of that stuff. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, um, it just it just seems 
wildly inconsistent. Uh, you know, I may dial back the because Wolf said hypocrisy, not me, just for the tape. Um, that wasn't. But I do believe that in this, um, like officiating, a lot of the decisions really seem arbitrary. You know, what's holding, what's not, what are we going to call, right. what are we not going to call. Pass interference, the same thing. Um, you know, why did the 49ers and the Broncos have to play uh, and the and the Ravens do not. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you, you can and, and it can drive you crazy, the, right? Earlier in the well, season, yeah, guys, Cam yeah, Newton was, Cam Newton tested positive on a Saturday. The Patriots still had to play on Sunday. Yeah, that was a couple months well, ago. I mean, like I said, the the, the cynic in me or Wolf might say, "Well, <laughs> gee, um, does." Roger Goodell have a better relationship with Bob Kraft <laughs> or with whoever owns the Denver Broncos. Uh, Pat Boland died. We don't even know who that is. <laughs> you know, does um, John Elway? <laughs> um, so, I mean, as I said, this, this is, it just seems it, arbitrary. Yeah. Um, but I also can, I won't say sympathize, but I also can understand the league's intent to have a season, have right. playoffs, play the Super Bowl, and hand that trophy to someone on that podium at Raymond James Stadium with the confetti falling down. Right. You know, there is value in that. There There's is, huge value. Yes. So, um, you know, this these are all steps to getting us there. I will allow that, you know, this is a first time for everyone doing this, and so – you know, I, I think that there should be some understanding um, with, with the, as, as you know, as you kind of hack through the, the jungle, uh, trying to get to a procedure that allows that to happen. Um, but as I've said, uh, it just, I hate the Ravens. <laughs> Bottom line. So, Thank you, Labs. You got to the really, the gist of the matter right there. But I mean, yeah. if, it was, if it was, if it was something that, uh, if it was the Giants, a game against the Giants or something, I wouldn't. I don't know that I would feel this uh, militant about it. Right. But I'm with I you. <laughs> don't trust the Ravens. <laughs> and John Harbaugh, in my mind, is a proven whiner. Yeah. And because um, he was whining about it runs uh, in the family. <laughs> the, the, he was trying to. He wanted a pass interference call on Minka Fitzpatrick. Uh, as time ran out in the game in Baltimore on November 1st. I hear you. Absolutely. And lobbying for that and trying to work the back channels and, you know, that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, as I said, uh, I, I think that while if this were a court of law, you know, the judge would say you're not allowed to take into account, um, you know, previous discretions <laughs> by the defendant. This isn't a court of law, and so I have a prejudice uh, against this team, this franchise, how they operate in some instances, and um, I think that they're not above trying to, to game the system for a competitive advantage. So uh, if that's enough qualifiers for you, maybe we can move on to a different topic. <laughs> <laughs> Labs, we appreciate your time as always. I think one thing we can all agree on as we enter December here is that uh, no Harbaugh is on the nice list in Pittsburgh. They're, they're, getting, they're getting nothing but right. coal this Christmas. That's right. <laughs> Santa Claus 
We'll probably just skip that house and go right on to the next one in the <laughs> hey, neighborhood. Hey, Santa, don't you worry about that Harbaugh Hass this year, all right? <laughs> They're getting nothing but coal. Labs, thanks for your time as always. Thank you, Labs. Enjoy the uh, the Wednesday afternoon football tomorrow. <laughs> Outstanding work, <laughs> brother. And, and Labs, make sure you don't miss that tree lighting ceremony afterwards, all right? I was going right? to say, I just hope there's no overtime because if I miss the tree lighting, I'll really be, uh, <laughs> a, I'll be a bitter man. That's right. You can't, you can't make Dolly Parton wait, Labs. Thanks for the time as Thanks always. Thanks so much. One last thing, fellas. Yeah. As, as honked off as I might be about this, what do you think NBC thinks of oh. the Thanksgiving night game? Oh. You know, there's going to be some tough conversations, I would imagine, the next time it comes around to ask an NBC to write a multi million dollar, mm. billion dollar check uh, for TV rights when. Um, you know, you took away my Thanksgiving Day game and almost tried to get me to postpone the tree lighting. <laughs> <laughs> almost tried. Oh, thank you, brother. Thanks for the Appreciate time, Appreciate you. All right, folks. We'll see you. Bye-bye. <laughs> He cracks me up. Oh, right? he kills me. He, he cracks me he, up. He's absolutely and he, and he is on point. No, nobody you know, nobody balances like the information, the delivery, uh, and the sass like Bob Labriola. I just <laughs> I love it. I, I do. He he's absolutely. he's always one of my favorite guys to talk to. I agree with Great you. Great stuff there from Labs. We're gonna take a break here. When we come back, we'll hit the phone lines again and we'll talk more Ravens Steelers. Craig Wolfley, Wesley Euler. It's the In the Locker Room Steelers Blitz crossover on ESPN Pittsburgh and SNR. Locker Room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. I uh, got a text from my mother. Oh. Tell producer Jacob I'm loving the Bruce Springsteen tunes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it is a musical family you come it from. It is. It, it absolutely is. And, and you know what? If my mom were on the show right now, she'd tell the story. I think it was... 83 or 84, it was early 80s, okay? My mom was like two years out of college. And within the span of like two weeks, at it would have been Star Lake at the time in, in mm-hmm, Pittsburgh, right. right? Or maybe it was maybe it was Three Rivers, but anyways, regardless, in the span of two weeks in Pittsburgh, Bruce Springsteen played three concerts 
and Michael Jackson played two concerts. Really? And so my mom always tells me about like these epic in my early 20s. One summer in Pittsburgh, I saw Bruce Springsteen three nights in a row. Then the next week, I saw Michael Jackson two nights in a row. And that's the story she'd be telling right now if she was on the air. And, and to think she wasn't a, a deadhead. You right? Know what I mean? She was not. No. I, I picked that up on my own, Wolf. I'm the only, I'm the only, I'm the only grateful dead, I'm the only grateful dead fan in the family, but I've got a, uh, a wide palette of, uh, of of music. I gotcha. That I like to enjoy. Uh, Wesley Euler in for Tunch Ilkin today, rock and rolling here with Craig Wolfley. We'll get to the phone lines here in a couple minutes. But Wolf, first of all, we wanted to, uh, or I should say, first before we get there, we wanted to just kind of reset and and lay out what the Ravens are working with here on offense. Starting to take a look at it. And you can start from the top yeah. down. You start with their quarterback, uh, obviously Lamar Jackson. Nope. Still down. Gonna be down. Uh, you've got Robert Griffin the third and Tyler Huntley. So no Trace McSorley either, the right. Penn State kid. He's third out as well. Too. Quarterback is down. So yep. I'm looking at you got a you got a practice squad player backing up RG three who RG three was a contemporary version of Lamar Jackson before he got Haloti nodded in the knee crossing the field running the mm-hmm. ball. And of course uh, RG three can still throw the ball, but he's not going to be the threat in my mind that Lamar Jackson would be. You're talking about Lamar Jackson, the uh, the leading rusher for the Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. You're talking about yeah. a guy who's an NFL uh, MVP. A reigning MVP. Yeah, a reigning yeah. MVP. And, um, you know, I look at this and I say, well, it's things are going to change. What, what do you think is going to change? Well, I think you're going to go with more of the, you know, 15 straight, 19 straight, the powers, uh, some of the traps. But, you know, you don't have your big wham people. You know, you, you take a look at it. You got uh, – uh, you know, people are. You got your tight ends all missing. You got three practice squad tight ends. I mean, that's um, yeah, that's a little unusual. And so the fact is, with RG three, what's he got to work with? Um, you're getting your two backs back, and that would be J.K. Dobbins and and Mark Ingram. And I think we started to see more of J.K. Dobbins starting to emerge as as the featured runner that uh, you know people talked about him. But I think he's going to be an important part of what they're going to plan on playing tomorrow. But you're talking about also a good portion of the offensive line being down. So there's a number of things that, uh, you know, RG3's got to be able to uh, kind of manipulate on his own. I mean, I, right. I would think he would not run that much because if you're talking about a practice squad quarterback backing him up, how much do you really want How much want do you to want to expose him out there? Exactly. Yeah. So... I think it's going to be an interesting thing. It's a balancing act that Keith Butler's got to be able to uh, navigate also. How much do you want to put him under pressure? They're going to run the ball 40 sometimes, aren't they? Now that we're talking this out in real time and it looks like they're going to have Dobbins and Ingram back. Yeah, I would think that you're going to – you know, the the hope that I think uh, Harbaugh would would have to have uh, is being able to um, use the special teams to get short fields – Trying to you know constantly win that battlefield position of the special teams, keep the score close, and see if you can pop something and have yeah. something happen. Um, otherwise, you know, right now you look at the Steelers. James Conner is is the big hit offensively there, but the fact is that Benny Snell proved in New York that he's fully capable Absolutely. of being a featured back, especially in a potentially um, sloppy weather game for some sure. carryover from from the snow and stuff. The elements today. Benny Snell in the trenches. I'm I'm sure he's ready to go. Oh, he's a mutter. Yeah. You know, he can he can handle it. And you know, I look at it this is going to be interesting to me if I'm Keith Butler, I'm thinking to myself, um I understand that the players are going to change. Now, how much of the schematics are going to change? Right. Because Lamar Jackson is a unique cat. 
You know, I mean, there's something about him. I look at it, and, and one of the things that they run, they run all the options, the speed option, mm-hmm. the read option, all mm-hmm. those things that you got to be able to do. And you've got this have the mindset with with um, Lamar Jackson about hitting Lamar Jackson. Yes. But I don't think it's the same thing with RG3 that I know of no. in my mind. And you have to go back and look at the game he played, uh, was it last Week year? 17. Yeah. And um, – that might tell you more about the schematics and I think how so. much they're going to change. I think you can actually take a lot of notes out of Week 17 now with kind of how the Ravens are, are going into this game. I would think so. You know, I mean, again, you've got uh, RG, a three. <laughs> hit <laughs> he him, might be RG four by the time this game gets played. That's well. true. That's true. But if you hit him enough, you might turn him into RG two. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> All right. So the fact is, you know, with this guy here, he's still a capable player. He's got a good arm. He can throw the ball. But look at the wide receivers they got. I mean, there's people that on that mm-hmm. on that list. Yeah, that, Willie uh, Sneed is out. Right. Yep. Marquise Brown, you know, Miles Boykin, Des Bryant. I mean, you're getting a Studebaker out of the garage. Devin DuVernay, James uh, James Prochet, Jalen Moore, who's a practice squad guy. Um, you know, you look at that and you, you start to feel like, okay, given weather conditions possibly and um, the fact that uh, you don't have your real pass catchers like Willie Sneed and Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews. Is very very good. He's a very good tight end. He is. He's one, he's one of the better tight ends in the league. Certainly. You know, and now here's what really hurts too. He's he, he can block. He's uh, big to their scheme in that regard. Patrick Ricard, that 300 pound fullback. He's out as well too. You know, he's out. This is a guy that took, I believe, Tyson Alu Alu out of the game. You know, this is a guy that uh, is capable of of palpitating people in the run game. And when you don't have that that whammer that you can depend on, when guys the other guys start to go into the whim. With a, you know, they start curling up in the fetal position about right. five yards out. Right. You ask Arthur about that. Just say, yeah, give me those guys all day because I'll, I'll eat them up, spit them out for lunch. Arthur knows. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. you've got to have guys that they gotta they're going to wear them. They got to come at you. In that regard. Yeah, yeah. you got to come yeah. with a man's man's desire right. to put a, a whack on somebody. And that's what that Patrick Ricard does. So without him, I think the running game takes a big hit too. Yeah, no, that's a fair point by you, certainly, because we could point to and say, okay, well, They've got their full stable of running backs. They've got Ingram, they've got Dobbins, they've got Gus Edwards. They're just going to run, run, run the ball. That becomes harder to do in their scheme when you don't have Lamar, when you don't have Ricard, and you don't have Mark Andrews. I mean, those three are important to creating space for the running backs. Exactly so. Yeah. Let's take real quick. Think about that offensive line, okay? Think about the fact that uh, uh, you've got your, your first two centers are down. You know, DJ Fluker's back. If I'm DJ Fluker, I'm going around licking the doorknobs because I don't want to have to face TJ Watt because TJ Watt is built for guys like DJ Fluker. Not good feet, head heavy. Uh, I I sit there and I go, I hope TJ Watt feasts uh, tomorrow afternoon. You and me both. Tomorrow afternoon. That still sounds weird. Yeah, it does. It really does. I had to pause there for a second. I was like, wait. Oh, yeah, 340. Yeah. Uh, let's go back to the phone lines here before we go to break. 412-919-1316 if you want to jump in on the conversation. Let's go out to the Windy City. Steeler Nation Chicago. CR's on the line. What's up, CR? Hey, Chicago. Steeler Nation CR here speaking. Uh Wolf, how the heck you doing this morning, you old fogey? See, you don't know what, how to come out and say, you old fogies. You only got one old right. fogey His here. His routine's me. been thrown <laughs> off. I said, I said, we killed you. I said, I said, you old 
bogey. That's you right. I heard, I heard the hesitation, though. See, that's all it took. That's like Matt Canada yeah, okay. pre-snap motion. All right, we we, we discombobulated yeah, okay. all right. you. All right, so 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 now it's first and fifteen. I can work with that. And I understand you got a. I understand you, you got a youngster on the phone. So uh, without further ado, uh, here we go. Yes. <laughs> oh, he's got to play the theme music. Oh, the Wild Wild West. All right. The, wi- the Wild Wild See, West. See, you guys have the two old fogies. I'm the Wild Wild West. All right. <laughs> hey, hey, All right. Good to hear you, Wes. I, I really Thanks, appreciate CR. Having you on the show. I really appreciate having you on the show, man. Always fun being in the locker room. Since, since, since I talked to you guys, man, and, and you, you and your boy, man, you, you guys are just acting like nutcases out there with, with that show of yours. <laughs> We're the electric um, factory. But, you know, we keep it cranked up, got, CR. Except for that song, man. You got you guys got the work on that song. I'm telling you, bro. You got the work on that song. Hey, we'll uh, get you producing for us. Hey, that'll work. Hey, before I get to going any further, let's want to get a shout out to our inside the locker room, Baker's Dirty Dozen Plus. Uh, right now, we up to uh, 76 people, and, and we're working that working that very very well. Uh, and I got to give my my spiel for the um, uh, the all the new members out there, or people are listening to this for the first time. You got to download the iHeartRadio app on your phone. You got to download the SNR Nation Radio app. Then you got to download in the locker room with Touch and Wolf. More important, you got to call the guys at 412 919 1316. So, uh, hey guys, I'm kind of excited about this game. Uh, what do you guys think? That's what we're talking about. The fact yeah. is, bring them in, then kick them out of town. That's right. That's the way it goes. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I'm, I was listening to Lab, and I agree with Lab's uh, 100%. The NFL does not owe us, the fans, any kind of uh, allegiance because for them it's a business decision, and, and that's what they're doing. And we just got to, in a sense, we got to go with the flow because we, if, if you don't like a particular show or you don't like a particular store, you don't have to go to that store. They're not asking you to come in. Hmm. And based on uh, how well they've been doing for such a long time with all the contracts and stuff they got with the various organizations that they work with, uh, for them it's about the Benjamins. Comments. Yeah. We, we kind of talked about that in the first hour, right? That it is yeah. the, the NFL CR, their goal through all of this, it's not to be fair. It's not to be transparent. It is to crown a Super Bowl champion in Tampa Bay in February. That is the end goal. That is the bottom line. And, then, and, and they're going to play all the games is, that they need to to get to that point, obviously. Yeah. Uh, my second point is the, is the Ravens coach. A lot of people are complaining about what he's doing and how he's trying to uh, save his team, but isn't he doing his job by any means necessary to put his team in the best possible position? <laughs> if, if if we were in Baltimore and Wolf and I were wearing purple instead of black, true, uh, I'm sure not. we would so, be so we would be saying so that. So we can hate on him, you know. See, <laughs> are you being way yeah, too well, level-headed I, here? I mean, come on. <laughs> no, but hey, but it's, but but it's honest, man. And you know, I don't care for Baltimore either, but. I did respect the, uh, I, I do respect them because they they bring the best out of the Steelers. Yeah, for and sure. My last uh, my last comment here is uh, uh, Steelers Nation. You know, we need to stop complaining and crying about what's going on. This is a very unique year, 2020, uh, based on what's going on. Uh, the Steelers are where they are because it was meant for them to be where they are. They're playing the game mm. uh, the way they're being played because it was meant to be the, the, the way uh, they are played. You guys mentioned it that um, at the end of the, 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 the spectrum here, we are supposed to raise that trophy number seven presented by number seven. And mm-hmm. I'm a firm believer in that. I'm not crying and complaining. 
it is what it is, man, and it's unique, and it's going to go down in history. What are your comments on that? CR, the last time the Steelers won a Super Bowl, it was in Tampa Bay. It was Super Bowl Forty Three, and... The big knock on the Steelers that year was that the offensive line was no good. You can't win a Super Bowl with this group. The offensive line stinks. It's maybe the worst in the league. And I know, I'm sure you remember, CR, all Steelers fans, all of Steeler Nation who are old enough remember, on that podium in Tampa Bay, Ben Roethlisberger gets that sixth Lombardi, his second, and what's the first thing he says into the microphone on national TV? Hey, offensive line, who's laughing now? <laughs> that is going. That's going to be Cam Hayward. That's going to be Art Rooney. That's going to be Mike Tomlin. That's going to be Ben Roethlisberger. If the Steelers are able to take care of business and climb that stairway to seven, it's going to be ha 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 Titans and Ravens. Who's laughing now? We still did it, and that would be man. I can't think of a better feeling than that. Absolutely. Yeah, so Steelers Nation, just be patient because I believe the Steelers are going to dedicate this butt whooping to us. So we just need to keep calm and wave our terrible towels. So with that being said, I'm going to back at it because I've been waiting forever, but I'm here and I appreciate that. Hey, Juan, how you doing, brother? <laughs> um, I got I to give a shout out to Juan. Hey, guys, in the meantime, in COVID-19, between time at 10 and 0, here we go, Steelers. Here we go. Who? Who? Thanks as always, CR. I love Thank it. You, CR. At 10 and 0, the COVID time, this Wednesday time, the afternoon kickoff. Think about it. You know, I mean, you're sitting here and you, uh, by the time, I, I think I've been hearing CR say 10 and 0 forever. I, you know, my, it's like, when was the, let's, let's change the dial. You know what here. I said? Cause I've been doing those solo shows on ESPN Pittsburgh on Monday, Wednesday, right. Friday. I said yesterday, that it's like, you know that this is the song, this is the song that doesn't yes. end, it yep. goes on. I said, don't, this don't. is like this is the game preview that never, never ends. ends. Yes. <laughs> We've now previewed this game four <laughs> different times, my friends. Without one post-game. <laughs> That's where we are. That's where All we right. are. All right, we're going to get to our last break here on the other side. We will finish out with your phone calls. Craig Wolfley, Wesley Euler in the locker room. Steelers Blitz crossover. The Locker Room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. In the Locker Room, Wesley Euler, Craig Wolfley. Today, wrapping up the show, we go to the phone lines. Uh, let's go to Steve in Cleveland. Across the turnpike, a snowy turnpike today. What's up, Steve? What's going on, fellas? How y'all doing? I'm doing great, brother. How are you? Man, I, to borrow a term from you, uh, I'm honked off. <laughs> Someone overcooking your grits, Steve. <laughs> Dude, man, 
This game was supposed to be played on Thanksgiving. Then it gets postponed three times. Um, I think even if they would have played that game on Thanksgiving, they were going to lose that game by two scores. They were crashing and burning. They had injuries piling up. They lost that long overtime game, a physical, physical game against the Titans that were going to be on a short week. And then they were coming to the Berg. Um, I know life ain't fair. And sports tries to make it fair. Right. You know, Level playing before field. Before we enter the season. Yeah. Well, where's the fairness and the equality and the integrity uh, of the game at right now when you get the Broncos having to play without a quarterback, but the Ravens this, – this is two times the Steelers have suffered at somebody else's negligence. Yep. Like, True. how is that fair? That's the most so frustrating part about up, it, Steve, is this isn't the first time yeah. this has happened to the Steelers. Right, and and we have followed protocol. Matter of fact, I think the first case of COVID we got was from playing the Ravens, Marlon Humphrey. It was. So, what concerns me, it's not like moving the games around. It's, it's down the line. We lost our bye week, our mini bye week, and where this is concerning me is where it's going to show up. At the end of the season, with all these teams like the Chiefs, they're benefiting from this because no rest means that a probability of in- injuries increase towards the end of the year. Now, let me uh, hold on just a sec. I, I understand, and I, I get you. But remember, back in the day, before uh, they came up with the bye week in the latter part of the '80s, Dunch and I both. We no, we went twenty, twenty-one games, yep. twenty-two games in a row. You know, what I mean, right. that's the way it was, and that was fully padded, three heavy-duty practices a week. So it can be done. The mindset is everything about it, and that's where the, where it's at. The mindset. I agree with that, but when the other teams are benefiting with the bye weeks, where I got a problem. If everybody had to play like that, that would be cool. But now, that's not how it is. That said, I think that, I, I think I think the Ravens are in big trouble. Somebody's getting embarrassed uh, on Wednesday night, and it ain't going to be the Steelers. I, it won't surprise <laughs> me if they come out and thrash them and drop forty, and Mason Rudolph uh, enters the game and, and finishes that game out. Early. That's what I, think. I agree with that, you. That would be the best vengeance. That would be the best punishment for Baltimore. I will tell you this, though, Steve. Um, along the lines of, of these frustrations and now two times everything being out of the Steelers' control and, and this game being played six days later than it was originally scheduled by the time they kick off right. tomorrow... I will say this because I'm right there with you. You know, this is my third season working in the Pittsburgh media. So I was a Steelers fan long before I was a Steelers media member. I get that frustration. I do think, though, and I'd be interested to get your take on this, Wolf. The other side of that coin, the other side of that equation is now if the playoffs roll around and it's the divisional round, it's the wild card round, it's whenever – and the Steelers have some COVID stuff pop up. A few guys test positive. Uh, maybe there's some potential contact tracing with, with Ben, with TJ Watt, with whoever. The Steelers have equity now with the National Football League. If something does happen to Pittsburgh in these regards, the league better bend over backwards to accommodate the Steelers. I, I think that's the, 
the positive right. that you could take because we should not be naive enough to think that this still can't happen to us at some point. There's still, no question there's about still it. a long way to go in the season, and but we're it, kind it, of entering flu season and all that here. But if you want to look at the positive, the Steelers should have a lot of equity. They should have a nice long leash built up with the National yeah. Football League. But I, I will echo the, the great conversation we had with Bob Labriel. <laughs> and uh, let's just say that uh, you can be a little cynical about that too. For sure. Steve, thanks for the call, man. we got to run. I'm trying to trying to uh, get everybody in here. Let's go to Cuban Dan. What's up, Cuban Dan? What's up, Wes? How you doing? How's the hair? I'm fantastic, buddy. Good to talk to you. Likewise, man. Um, I know we're coming to the end of it, so I'll just be really quick. Uh, this is to touch on something that's actually already been touched on. You know, when, when we played the Ravens the first time and Harbaugh came out on the field when Mika made a play on that ball and was complaining about right. it, Helmet to helmet, I, I understood it. I understood that at that point, emotions are high. You come out on the field, you want to, you want to get the win, or at least get a sure. chance to get the win. Up to this point, I've always not liked, but respected the Ravens organization. They always field a good team. They, they, they run things well there. When I saw Harbaugh in the press conference harping about it afterwards, and now, now this. Where they're where they're trying to push things back even further and further, at this point, man, I've gone from respecting that organization again, not liking, but respecting that organization. They've 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 lost all respect. I I just can't see a world where Mike Tomlin does this. I, yeah. I just can't. Yeah. Mike Tomlin takes everything that comes his way, doesn't blink, and moves forward no matter what. And he always has his guys prepared. And that's that was, where, that's that where you want to be. You don't want to be the – even when, again, when you clearly are the victim, there, there's no denying that the Steelers are the one who has been wronged. You still don't want to put on the, the boo-boo face and do the pouting. And, and I love that, that Mr. Rooney and Mike Tomlin, they're going to control what they can control. They're going to roll with the punches. They're going to cut their eyelids off and not blink. No, but they're also going to turn around and say, if you want to make and, it a positive, you yes, can make it a positive. Exactly. And that's what he does. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Be a man about it. Take what, take how it comes. Everybody, everybody to some degree is suffering throughout this entire year, and and the NFL is no different. And we have to make exceptions, and we have to kind of roll with the punches. But, but that, like I said, I just I just lost a lot of respect for for the Ravens organization. And to touch on something that that Lav said, by the way, I love it when you have him on because. Whenever I get too hyped up, I really need someone to sober me down. <laughs> He's our dude, he, he man. We love him. He is great for that. Yeah, He's great for that. Dan, we got to run yeah, here, partner, but I appreciate the phone call. No worries. Take care. There Take he care. is. Cuban Dan. Great stuff from him, as always. And yeah, again, Wolf, you want to pound the table. You want to pull your hair out. You're frustrated. I get it. But you know what? If you're standing on the podium at the end of the season, man, the the juice is worth the squeeze in this regard for sure. There's no doubt about it, and I hope that this game comes off, and I hope they're able to channel and uh, productively use their frustration, move forward with it tomorrow afternoon, and Hey, it's hump day, baby. <laughs> Let's kick the Ravens in the keister and send them you home. You know it. You know it. Uh, you'll have Arthur Motes and I tomorrow. Wolf will be on the call at 340 on DVE. Stan Savern up next right here on ESPN Pittsburgh. Thanks to our guy Jacob for producing today, to Bob Labriola for joining us, and to everybody who chimed in on the phone lines. He's Craig Wolfley. I'm Wesley Euler, and you have been listening to In the Locker Room and a little Steelers Blitz crossover on ESPN Pittsburgh and SNR. <laughs>